0: Hello and welcome to Almost 30.
1: Hello, guys. Welcome to Almost 30 podcast. Happy you're here. What's going on? What's happening?
0: What's happening? How are your reels going?
1: Oh, my reels are crushing. <laughs> I made I made like 10 this weekend, actually, on Saturday of old reels, like when we went to Japan so or Australia fun. and stuff.
0: It's actually a blast. It's really... Anything that... I did one a Fiji. Anything. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, can't wait to see it. Anything new that comes out, I'm always like... I know, same. I don't want to do what everyone's do and then I'm like to your point it's just fun
1: yeah it's fun it's fun to reuse content like I was mm-hmm. like oh this is a good excuse for me to reuse old content but never I mean whatever who you know who fucking. <laughs> but you know what you know this is like a weird thing I did a and a on my Instagram I was just like hey ask me questions and I was answering tons of questions and I got the most views I've ever gotten on anything I've ever done and it was no photo just me replying and I was like of course, I'm not like, oh, great job. I was thinking, I'm like, oh, Instagram's rewarding me for engaging more by doing a Q&A, by serving my stories to more people.
0: Ah. Because
1: a Q&A is almost like the most engaged. I see. Because I'm asking people, people are replying, I'm replying, we're going back and forth, and we're going back and forth in the DMs. You know ah. what I mean? I was like, oh, they're serving, they're they're awarding me by serving my my Facebook uh, or my stories to get more views because I'm engaging Interesting, more. Isn't that weird? Oh,
0: that's so right. I know what I'm doing tonight. <laughs> I know what I'm saying. <laughs> Q&A's are fun though, because it yeah. really like, you just got to be yourself. You get, I mean. I just like them because I
1: just like to, I. it's like waiting for the invitation, like the human design thing. Yes. So I can wait for the invitation. I only do them maybe once a month
0: because mm-hmm. it's a lot of energy. Yeah, it is. You're like, oh, and it's hard because you, whatever. Yeah. Who gives a <laughs> shit? <laughs> Let me ask you guys, do you give a shit? <laughs> oh man, I'm excited for today's episode and I actually want to like kind of pre-talk about about Shanae and just kind of like how she made me feel mm. about just being kind of like a person. <laughs> Tell me more. So I just feel like Shanae, and I had never met Shanae before, but I had been following her for quite some time. I just feel like she's she's very much vulnerable in process but is so confident and owns the the point at which she's at yeah totally which i think is really hard at times and i think that's why she's so relatable and i think like her audience probably just feels like oh like i can do that too like i can be kind of on the in between or not quite integrated on this certain issue yet but I can still be like really confident mm-hmm. and really like thriving and and loving most parts of my life right yes period <laughs>
1: I agree. You know, what something, and, and to that, there's something she did recently on her stories where she pulled everyone on their political views, mm. which I was like, oh, buckle up, baby. Yeah. Like, she was like, all right, we're going to see, like, where everyone's at. And I was, like, literally strapping the fuck in. Wow. And I'm like, all right, okay, let's see. But she did it so well, where she was like, I'm liberal. I mostly vote liberal, but I'm curious for the people that follow me that are conservative or Whatever, what, why you're voting, why, why you're, why you're mm-hmm. voting the way you're voting, mm-hmm. and she shared like their responses, and it was just I don't know what was going on in the DMs, I don't know what people were thinking, but I thought it was done really well, and I thought yeah. it was really important, and it seemed, I perceived it as being very non-judgmental, and I think that was her intention yes. was really just to be like, oh, this is what people are thinking from the other side, mm-hmm. you know, because a lot of us when we're in one position are in an echo chamber but really everyone wants the same things. You know, we want to be happy. We want to have a full stomach. We want to be able to just create and live freely. So it was just fascinating. I was like, oh, wow, mm. that's that's a bold move. And like,
0: it, it was really well done. It's kind of like seeing, so all of these people follow her. Mm-hmm. So there's like that kind of commonality and there's more commonalities than that. But knowing that like, oh, we don't have to maybe like be super divisive. Obviously politics are divisive, in themselves, but it's just interesting to see like, oh, wow. So maybe we do have things in common. Like I think with politics and other, other very divisive things, it's like, well, they're not like me. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. So humanizes it. it. Yeah. I thought that was powerful. like, oh, that was baller. That's really powerful. It was a baller move. Yeah. But this episode's just such
1: a good one. We had, so we are on Press Send, her podcast as well this week, giving advice, you know, you know us. You know us. <laughs> just giving advice. Um, which is hilarious because Lindsay and I did a podcast like a ago and it was an advice podcast. Oh yeah. Oh my god. I'm it trying was, to remember. You were we were on it separately.
0: Oh, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah. I was not.
1: I sucked. I just am like, <laughs> I just am at the phase where I'm like, everyone's gonna do whatever they want. Totally. And you know, everyone's on their path. And maybe they need to stay with that person until they I learn know. the lesson. Maybe they need to just keep on to keep it on so that they learn it instead of other people shaming them or telling them. So it's weird. Like before, you know, me in high school or college, oh my God, I'd be like, I need to start an advice show when I know nothing. (laughs) And then as you get, you know, the more you find out, the more, the less, you know, you know. So it was like,
0: oh wow, I don't really know enough to even be giving people advice, Mm. which we can give people advice, but for sure. But I think it depends on the context. Like that show that we were on years ago, it's almost like it was a different age range. So it, it almost- Big facts. Yeah, it skewed younger. Big facts. So I almost became like- like a teenager, and I was like, <laughs> freaking dump him. Yeah. And that was the vibe of the yes. show that was more funny. And I was like, what funny shit can I say about You're what's like, happening? like
1: dump him, have a girl's night, order an ice cream, <laughs> and text your ex boyfriend. Really like, what really I wanted to be talking like, talking about,
0: uh, you need to like sit in silence, yes, you need course. to like take contemplative walks. Of course. And, but that's not, that's here's not a, a therapist sell, I show. recommend.
1: <laughs> totally. You have to get like scandalous. You could, here's what you do you call up his best friend and you suck his dick. <laughs> (laughs) that's what you do to get him back girl and you're like what am I saying oh my god but it was yeah that's the thing too that was a funny situation because it was a younger demographic than we go yeah and so we were like uh, I was like I don't know like and I remember the the host was like one of her answers was like you have to masturbate I was like oh my god it was amazing I was like oh that's dope like I would have never thought of that
0: (laughs) Uh, holy moly anyway so that's
1: press send that we're on back to what we were talking about
0: and we're going to do a workshop with yes. Shanae. So we were talking to Shanae the other day about this workshop and she, again, just like is so dynamic and thoughtful. So not only do you see that like on her channel, but like, we're going to bring this to the workshop. We are going to be digging into body love and sex and how that is so Deeply connected, and we're actually going to have a special guest join Shanae, um, her couple's sex therapist. It's going to be good. It's going to be amazing.
1: We wanted it to be different. You know, this was fully Sinead's idea. Our fully. idea was body acceptance and just body love, like that kind of theme. And she's like, I want to do something different. Yeah. I want to make it special and interesting and adding in the element of. A lot of women say, you know, when they talk about their body is feeling insecure in sex. So how can we talk about sex and body love and body acceptance within that Mm -hmm. and make it just super powerful? Mm -hmm. And so it's going to be, you know, all people that identify as women with the sex therapist. We're going to have breakouts for groups. Mm -hmm. We're going to do Shanae with a therapist. We'll do a section with Lindsay, a section with myself. It's just going to be cool.
0: Really cool. Yeah. So if you want more information on that, you can go to almost30.com. It's going to be virtual, so you can access it wherever you are, which we love. And then we have other workshops uh, that we've done, everything from aliens and ascension to intuition, uh, to human design, to transcending fear, uh, getting over anxiety. It's we, we've we got- medicine. That's a good medicine is a within Nima Mundi
1: herbals. So like herbals, how to use them. Yeah, there's tons of cool topics that we have on there. So shopalmost30.com. We also have our apparel, organic, non-toxic, slow fashion designed by Daisy
0: LA, which is so cute. You guys look so good. And I know. seeing
1: everyone's photos. Looks amazing. Everyone looks you guys are doing great.
0: Truly. (laughs) Love seeing it. And yeah, if you don't already follow us on Instagram, so much of what we are doing is showcased on Instagram as well as other just funny and inspirational memes and thoughts and musings uh, by us and our team. So that's at almost30podcasts on Instagram. Uh, I'm at Lindsay Simsek and Krista is at It's Krista. Uh, We love talking to you. DM us, please, please. We just love connecting. And yeah, if this episode resonates with you, it would be so cool and we'd be so grateful if you could pass it along to a friend or family that you feel could really hear this message and of course, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. We yeah. love you. We love
1: you. Welcome to the community. We will see you on the other side.
0: This episode is brought to you by Better Help. Uh, therapy, y'all. I don't know. I just, I don't know what I did before therapy, to be completely honest with you. I think I was kind of a mess, but you know, found it when I was meant to, but I have been going to therapy for about Six years now, which is so crazy. So crazy, but it has changed my life, and I will continue to invest in therapy for as long as I can. I feel like it has totally, totally made my relationships better, made my career better. I am a better mom. I am a better wife. I am a better friend. I am a better daughter and sister. Y'all, it's just the gift that keeps on giving. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do, this is it. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. If you get matched and you're like, eh, not quite a fit, they make it easy and it's free to change but I've had a lot of friends try BetterHelp and love it. So I really, really encourage you to start therapy. It's been the best decision I've ever made for myself. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash almost 30 today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash almost 30. Right now is the time. Symbiotica.com, C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A. Use our code ALMOST30, 20% off site-wide. So major. And then when you bundle and subscribe, which I highly recommend because you never want to run out of anything, uh, you're going to get an extra discount. So just do it up. Symbiotica.com and use the code ALMOST30 for 20% off site-wide.
2: I'm so happy to be here with you guys. And us too. it feels like... We've been trying to do this for a while. Yeah, I know you guys came to New York. Um, we were and did literally with Heather.
1: ships in the night too at the one because we were at your studio. Right. We recorded yeah. at your studio with Gabby Bernstein, and you were recording in the room like two doors down. And I was so bummed because I wanted to like see you in person that day, but we just missed each other. I know it's it's not great.
2: It's not great. Do you guys love doing live shows?
1: yeah yeah it was a it was a blast I think we're (laughs) Uh, that's hilarious I know we're like yeah it it was a time and place for sure too like we'll do it again and you'll do it for sure it's it's amazing it's just like it's been really nice to be home and just do your thing being home like shows are a whole can of worms that's travel that's you know like and we loved it for for the tour for two years and we'll do it again but right now it's been like so nice to be like, oh, I can just stay home. And and it feels like I have a job. Do you know what I mean? Yes. How like I worked yes. with, worked in the corporate year, world forever, so it was like I had a job. And now it's like, oh, I have a job where I work during the day and I can like have freedom at night or whatever. And with that, you can't because you're traveling literally all the time.
2: I know, I feel like in twenty all of 2018 and half of 2019, I was just traveling for work constantly. And I loved it because I was like single and I was like, this is great. And I, you know, you go to really cool places. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I was going to like Nicaragua and Japan and all these places. And then I was like, 2019 hit and I was just like, I need some time to be present and be still and to be home. Yeah. Because I was like, I'm in my freaking, I mean, I don't want to say, I turned 35 in a month. So I think I'm mid 30s, but I'm like, I need to like relax a little bit because traveling, as fun as it is, it's work. It's work. And unless you're traveling like because you're independently wealthy and you just like to vacation, um, it's just work. And I was finding myself in like hotel rooms by myself. No. on like press trips and I'm like I'm in the most beautiful place in the world with people I could give a shit about yeah it's actually yeah. really lonely
1: mm-hmm. you're like yeah. oh this is like harrowing because you can oh, know yeah. you know on the outside that everyone's first pers- and and this is what's harrowing about it on the outside it's being perceived as the most amazing thing and your job is to perceive it as the most amazing thing and it's yeah. not always the most amazing thing so that friction between the truth mm-hmm. is really hard to live with all the time you know you're like oh I don't want to be I don't want to lie to people but and
0: it's not like you're lying and being like this is amazing and it's not but it's just right. um but there's a guilt around actually being yes, real about it cuz totally. people are like your life is amazing what are you talking Honestly. about and you're like
2: well I think even with what we do now like whether it's kind of like social content creator slash podcaster like work like you're living your life online and there's a lot of amazing parts of that and you, you want to have this like overwhelming gratitude about getting the opportunity that a lot of people want. But then on the other hand, you're like, there's so much that comes with this, especially like through the last three months, four months, I'm sure you guys have felt it too. Just like living your life in front of a lot of people through times of like deep anxiety, <laughs> hardship, your own personal crap, plus the world's crap is really hard. It's so hard. It's yeah, yeah. It's unreal. It's been interesting to navigate the last couple
0: Couple yeah. months. I'm sure you felt that too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah.
1: It's been like, yeah, just to be, you're living your dream in so many ways, but it's like, I've realized too what leadership is through these times. I'm like, and I'm learning. So I realize realize what I need to learn more so than I realize what it is. And it's been like, oh wow, I see the gaps in where I show up as a leader. And it's almost like before I'd be like, yeah, I'm a leader, but I didn't really fully understand what being a leader meant. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. now I am fully realizing how much responsibility- which also comes with opportunity leaders have and it's actually been a little a little bit of an adjustment for me to be like okay i am receiving opportunities but also comes with this great responsibility of x y and z and it's like it's really just like set in this year and i'm like damn okay oh
2: yeah i mean when people are like how do i move through a global pandemic And how do I move through like civil rights and social justice issues? And I need your take because I'm taking it at, you know, into like my psyche as like truth. It's, you're like, wow. Yes. You know, yeah, I love talking about like lip gloss, but this is like something that like, you know i think you you realize that you have influence and you have leadership when people come to you in moments like this but then like you said there is this like responsibility to it and it's it can be like i think it's heavy but it's also it's made me feel my community and people Mm -hmm. more than ever. Mm -hmm. I'm sure like you just feel connected. I mean, also, I mean, you, you also experience like people's emotional. Yes. High lows during this time and people are extra on edge and people are extra. So I've been just trying to like really take people and kind of be like, okay, I'm, You may be extra frustrated or extra Mm -hmm. negative or something. And I'm going to take that with a grain of salt because we're all
1: running on empty at this Mm -hmm. moment. A lot of projections. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of projections happening. And also, too, you know, I've realized with, you know, in therapy and otherwise, it's like, almost 50% of what i feel like my job is my internal work that happens with me not being public because i know so much of that is reflected in my in my leadership in me being a public figure so it's like i'm realizing now as a leader that my job is really my internal work and you know maybe i'll have a break from that in a year or something when i really am just able to to sort of step in fully to like the shadow work or like the results of the shadow work that I'm doing now. But it's like, dude, as a public figure, you have to be confident. You have to have, you you have to be able to take shit. You have to be able to like uh, receive feedback, give feedback, ignore feedback. Like you have to be able to do all these things that like can be really, really hard mm-hmm. for knocking you off balance, for making you feel insecure, for making you feel not on your path. It's like you are in receipt of a lot of the, anxiety that's happening in the collective because you're more visible. So it's
0: just, it's a lot. And then there's a momentum to which we share and we talk about things so openly and honestly. And then when we meet something that maybe is our work to do on our own and internally, the audience expects the work internally to be shared yeah. in real time yeah. as consistently as your other content. And that's I think too where I've just found a little bit of yeah. I, I'm just thinking about it a lot. Cause I'm like, do I owe it to people to share everything yeah. that I'm right. doing? You know? Right. Cause you probably also, that you, know,
1: you share so much. So it's like I'm sure you have the same thing as us is like you share so much. So they expect you to share everything. Well,
2: yeah, and also like I feel like we're at at this weird time where we're really judged on the present thought. There isn't a lot of grace for Mm. the process. It's like what's your end result? What's your answer? What's your final answer? Mm -hmm. That's what I kind of feel like, especially like moving through like obviously the heartache of I mean, the last couple of months, but also just like, I mean, this has been going on forever with like the Black Lives Matter movement and things like that. Like this this has all been happening for a long time. And so for me, it's like learning more. I, I've always been interested in activism for a long time and, and kind of like the way the world works in social systems. But I think having it so highlighted and having to process such horrible things uh, in front of others... There, there isn't a lot of grace for the process of going through all those emotions. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's hard to... You, I don't want to ever tell someone what to think. I'm trying to share where I'm at, but then, you know, you can kind of get beat up for like, oh, well, you're not, you're not as far as I want you to be. Yes. And also other people just may be not even able to broach the subject yet. Yes. So, you know, it's been an interesting time to be a creator that shares a lot, but I think that's where the trust with the people that follow you and the people that listen to you comes in is I just have to trust. And I have to say like a lot of the hesitation on my part or like worry on my part and anxiety on my part has been that it's insecurity. Yeah, You know, it's nothing more than that. It's it's literally me feeling insecure about saying the wrong thing or doing the wrong thing when I have to, to fall back into the trust that the people that are there for me and the people that are in this community and the people that listen and read and and I've been around forever like I have to trust that they're gonna catch me you know and they're gonna kindly correct and they're gonna be supportive and and loving and loving doesn't always mean nice Mm -hmm.
1: you Mm -hmm. know
2: loving doesn't always mean that people are nice it does mean that they're kind but the more I put myself out there and this is with all social media stuff the more I put myself out there the more I have been like absolutely like almost painfully vulnerable about yeah. anything the, the 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 things that i write that i have a pit in my stomach before i i put them out into the world i usually know it's the right that's how i usually know it's the right thing
0: mm.
2: you know if you're if you're really terrified to say something or it's like oh this is such an ugly thing that i think or this is such an ugly truth about being a woman or being me you know those are the things that you're like i got to say this mm.
0: Have you always been like that just yeah. like sharing so so openly or was there a turning point like in your career as an influencer?
2: You know what? I was like I mean, I worked in marketing for 8 years. I yeah. was a, like a marketing director and so my job was to speak on behalf of a brand. And so but but the thing I learned from that time was just that that people were at the core. Yeah, I was like Selling luxury furniture to people who didn't need luxury furniture, but the beautiful thing was, is I learned like just like the power of relationship and the power of just people, and I loved people, and I always have loved people. I think from like childhood, and I've always found the importance of that. So I think moving into influence work, I basically like after those eight years, my boss fired me and said, "You're supposed to be an entrepreneur." Respect. And, uh, wow. Yeah, I can remember it was like. Of February. Wow. It it was freaking cold in New York. And I just walked in the snow and cried because I was like, he he basically said, Your last day's in two days.
1: Wow. Thank you.
2: (laughs) And um, he said, You're supposed to be an entrepreneur. You're supposed to work for me. I'm going to pay you for two years, go start, uh, two months, go start a company. Wow. And I was like, I'd been there for eight years. So having basically 48 hours to figure out what you're going to do with the rest of your life, I was kind of like, Well, one of the things that I always tell people like to lean back on is like, remember what people have told you you're good at. Remember, and if and if you don't know what you should be doing in the future, like ask people that you really trust, like, mm-hmm. what am I good at? And people have always told me like, first of all, I'm, I'm good at people. And also like, I loved bringing people together. And so I started an event planning company. Um, and even in that, the relationships were at an all-time high. Social media was like, not what I wanted to do didn't care about being an influencer. I never wanted to be one, never thought I would do this job. And I, I, I think maybe that's why I'm good at it. Because I saw when I was doing event planning, I, I actually started doing Instagram just as... It was actually an interview for a job. I started my Instagram account to, for a job with ClassPass. And I started a fitness Instagram account because I didn't have any experience. And they were like, you don't have any experience and you have 300 followers on Instagram. I was like, okay. <laughs> so I didn't get the job, but I just started... I, I was building community on online. And so I wasn't doing social media as a job at that point. I was just doing it because I liked it. And that, I think, is... I was just talking to people about my life. And I think that's what's led me to this point of still continuing just to tell the truth, to talk about my life, to say the things that a not public figure would say because I never wanted to be a public figure. And I never saw this place as a place for a public figure. It was just a place for friends. Of course, eventually I had to stop taking event planning clients because this is a real big job on its own. But the the kind of thread through it all was people. You know, I loved people when I worked a corporate job. I loved people when I planned events and I I like love people now. And so my responsibility to people is just to tell them the truth tell them the truth about themselves and then tell them the truth about me, which is sometimes really hard to say, you know, when it comes to like, for example, like people always are like, Oh, you're so confident. Like you're so like body confident. And I do talk a lot about that on my channels, but then some days I'm like, fuck, I fucking hate how my thighs look or like, yeah. Like I'm like during quarantine, I've been like really struggling with my like mental health surrounding like weight and Mm -hmm. fitness and things like that. And you know, I think it's hard to share that because people are like, no, you're the person that has that figured out. Mm-hmm. You're not supposed to struggle with it because you're supposed to be my example. Yeah. And my thing is kind of like, well, let me be your example in the fact that like we fuck up. We we have negative thoughts. This is part of the process. It, it's just, it's sometimes just hard to share because yeah. you don't want to appear like you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. But mm-hmm. do any of us know what the fuck we're talking about?
1: Yeah with the body thing too. That's why I've kind of avoided being have talking about that too much from a personal perspective. I've had issues my whole life with it. And it always was like I have moments where I feel fine to talk about it and I feel okay. And then there's just so many days where I'm like, dude, I'm so fucking sick of this in my head. I cannot even talk about this publicly. You know, it's like right. and having the pressure of it's not, you know, triggering is not the word because that's way too intense, but to always be in that conversation for me mm. it is a little much. You know, for me to always be engaged in a conversation around that topic made me talk. I talk about it when I want to talk about it, but it's almost too much if I was to lean into it too much.
2: Well, I think people always ask me, like, how do you... How do you become more happy about your body? How do you become more positive? And I don't actually subscribe to the body positivity movement at all because I think it's really cruel to ourselves to be positive or expect ourselves to be positive about our body all the time. We live in a culture that tells us that we are not enough. So it's, it's just like, it's a ridiculous onus to put on us to think positively about our body all the time. But it is about a, a being in a place of neutrality or confidence or respect at least but i always tell people like i think you're right on with actually not leaning into it all the time i lean into it a lot because i know my audience really yes. likes to hear about that but personally i actually try not to think about it very much because i do feel like that that is where we go off the rails is when our brain is saturated with this shit you know we spend so much time thinking about it and not enough time doing and thinking about things that really cultivate us as people like that make us fucking amazing people we focus on these things and and we're taught that that's kind of like the measuring stick of, of our worth in this society particularly if you are like us and you're in front of a camera a lot if you're interviewed a lot if you're live in person and you know I've had thoughts of I don't like edit my photos or anything like the thing is, is like you don't want someone to be like see you in person and be like oh, you're not as pretty as I thought you would be or, Mm -hmm. you know, or whatever. But those thoughts still like cross your mind. Mm -hmm. And that's like kind of the unhealthy part of social media as it relates to body image for me is I want to match up to the expectations of everyone. So Mm -hmm. that's when I just started putting really like not flattering pictures of myself online, (laughs) you know? And I'm like, some of these pictures, I'm like, these are things that I would never post and that I would never want to post. But it's important for me because we all have that. We Mm -hmm. all have those photos that you see of yourself and you're like no that's not me.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, posting like just kind of the the dynamic nature of you online. I like I I very much relate to that because I think there's kind of this weird relationship that happens with your Instagram community or wherever you mainly live as someone who's online that they they feel a certain way when you change, you know? So for you to be always speaking, not always, but um, speaking a lot about your body and your relationship with your body. And then all of a sudden, maybe you want to- change your body in some Mm -hmm. way, whatever that is. And then they're like, wait, 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 Mm wait, you know, to your point before where they rely on you for this type of content or to be speaking in a certain way. So I think I I love that, that you're posting dynamically in the sense that it's like the not so flattering pictures or like in real time, real life. Uh, But how do you how do you deal with that relationship with your community? Cause I, I'm sure 95% of it is so positive and life-giving. But you know, we've had moments where as much as we love our community, we're like, whoa, am I in like a codependent relationship right now? Mm-hmm.
2: Right. Right. <laughs> I want you to be this. And when you're not this, I don't yeah. love it. Well, I mean, here's the thing that I've realized is for every person that doesn't like where you're at now. Five more will come on that do like where you're at right now. And I, since I started as a fitness wellness account, again, not wanting to be an influencer at all, not wanting to be doing this job, I've always been a writer. So I see my account as more like writing with yeah. photos that have to be there because writing a spot is powerful. For photos. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I like to write. That's what I like to do. And so for me, it's never really been about the visual aspect of it. But starting out as a fitness wellness account. When I started transitioning to more of a lifestyle, just talking about life, I, you know, certainly I was worried at times that people wouldn't go on that journey with me. Then I was like, do I only want to be surrounded by people, whether that's socially, like in real life or socially online, that want me to be boxed into a certain thing? Like, do I want that energy? in my life? Do I want to be around people who want a certain version of me and not all of me? I wouldn't put up with that shit in a romantic relationship. I wouldn't put up with that with friendships. So why should I put up with that in a social media community? And so for me, I was kind of like, well, whoever will go, will go and I'll extend my hand to whoever wants to be with me. But we aren't... I think it's important, especially as women, we aren't one thing and the importance of shifting that we are just this way we care about just these things i think i think that's what's been really amazing with the last few months is people are being forced to talk about things that aren't their programming and when you have to show up as a 360 version of yourself it can be very challenging but it's necessary and i hope that like i have a friend that was doing kind of like wellness blogging as well. And then she started talking about something else in her relationships and therapy and all this stuff. And she's like, you wouldn't believe how many more people kind of like were drawn to me. And I was like, this is what matters. And this isn't for influencers. This is for everyone. When you show up as a complicated version of a person, that is interesting. And it is what people are drawn to. And it is compelling because Not because it's just interesting, it's because it makes people feel like they can be that way. That we can care about, yeah, sure, you can care about your hair and you can care about your lashes in quarantine, but you can also be like thinking about activism. These things, like you can hold it in one hand and that's okay. And so I think it's been a really fun journey with an audience to kind of be like, let's see how malleable everybody is. Let's see. Like yesterday, I randomly wrote a thing about like Lucille Ball and how she was like inspiring to me. And that's so random and has nothing to do with my content normally. But I was just like, this is what I'm thinking about. Let's see how it goes. You know, I'm just going to talk, you know, the way I would talk to a friend of what I'm thinking about. So I think we all feel pressure to be like acceptable, bite sized versions of ourselves, but we don't really need to be.
0: Okay. I need to introduce you to a revolutionary new app. Um, superhuman. I have been doing these superhuman activations every single morning for the last three weeks. Let me just tell you, I kind of fell off of my game after I had the baby. Most of my time and energy was going to him I guess I was
1: wondering, like, do you think that you can exist 360 online? You know, like, do you think that it's possible to fully exist in your expression online and for have to have your, the entirety of you be portrayed on Instagram? I
2: think you can have like a tasting menu of yourself. Mm. You know, I don't think you can eat 10 full dishes of yourself. But I think you can have little tiny bite sized versions of all the things that you care about. But I also think there's this importance to protecting whatever parts of you that you need to. And I always admire when people need to protect things that are personal. And I will never judge what people care to share online or even, I mean, you know, because most of the people that are listening probably aren't. You know, content creators professionally. So, like, I think that you're allowed to hold back what you need to hold back to preserve yourself and your sanity. But also, like, we're not always. I mean, through therapy, I've learned like I'm not always ready to share certain things because I'm not done processing. It's cooking. Yep. Yeah. You know, like I've had like a really challenging relationship with my dad, and like you know i've mentioned online like i've had a tough relationship with my dad and and like my dad wasn't around a lot but i've never actually really talked about it and it's because i'm just not done cooking like i'm mm-hmm. not done cooking about it and like maybe i never will be done cooking about it and i think that's the thing is like we are all in process and in progress and we should share the things that feel cathartic to share but if something feels like deeply personal and you're not ready, I like respect that. Like, what do you guys feel like are like like things that you don't like to like dive into, or like what is protected for you if there's anything? Mm. Like, I know you
1: said yeah. like
2: body image stuff a little <laughs> I bit. Think
1: body, I, I I've pretty much shared it all with body. You know, it's it's easy for me, and and I'm I've moved through it. I think there's a lot of things that happened growing up that I probably will never share publicly because it's my perspective to share and it's not, you know, I'm not, My perspective isn't sharing whatever whole story there could potentially be. And, you know, I always just come from like, what is the point? What is the point if I were to share this? Is it for do I want revenge? Do I want to Mm -hmm. tarnish someone's name? Does it make my ego feel good? Like, there's a lot of things that you have to do when checking in. And yeah, I'm going through things right now that I'm not ready to share about just because it's like, I don't have it figured out yet and I don't really, it's not like I want to provide like I went through this, here's my solution. Here's the three steps to go through it. But it's like, I need to figure out what the fuck for me, you know, before Mm -hmm. I can be an example for others or be a leader. And I'll share when I want to feel very vulnerably, but it's like, I don't want to always be open for feedback when something needs to be decided and done in my, in my soul. You know, when it's really me and me that needs to do the work, so sometimes it can be dangerous if you're sharing publicly um, while doing the work because it
0: can put you off your path.
2: Oh, totally, and be influenced all over the place. Yeah, yeah.
0: And I think it 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 gets tricky with false validation of how you're doing Uh, with the work. You know, because sometimes I'm like, okay, let me share about this because I'm going through it right now, and and the likes translate to like, okay, whew, like mm-hmm. people say I'm doing good, even though I have no idea like yes. what, what is really right. going on. Right. And so yeah, that's been important for me, especially being in a new relationship. I'm like, I really want to tell the world like all the good things and sure, you know, all the things we're working on. But I'm like, actually I'm gonna do this different this time. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna keep a lot of it private because also there's another person involved, a human being that isn't in the spotlight and I, I really respect that. And I also want to be with myself as I navigate this new relationship rather than me and my followers. We're navigating this relationship, even though- We're
2: not all in bed together. Yeah, Let's yeah, just yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it just
0: gets a little confusing for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it gets really confusing.
1: Yeah, with your with therapy and, and working in therapy, how has that impacted you? And what's that been like?
2: I was that person that was like- <laughs> like I don't need that like I don't need (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm I've always been confident as a person I'm like I'm always been introspective I've always kind of been like oh let me do the work myself Yeah. and so a few years ago I was going through a really horrible relationship that I thought was the person I was supposed to be with and it was just awful and I was like how is something that I've decided that is the one how is this not working out and you know, I realized that strong will and desire for a path doesn't mean that that is it. Just because you want something doesn't mean that it's for you. And what I had to do was basically be so convinced through I mean I, I just I didn't have anywhere else to go. And so yeah. and I was actually you know, I had been in a relationship with a therapist before, but i i I got to a place of desperation. And I wish that I had not waited for therapy for desperation to hit, to to do it. But, you know, mm. I always tell people like, whatever the hell way you get there, you get there. It was the way that I had to learn it the hard way.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And so I started with my first therapist a few years ago and he was like, now I'm not sure that I would go to like a 65 year old man as my no. therapist, but I did at the time. <laughs> <Respect>. <laughs> and like, I was like trying to, explained to him like Snapchat and stuff. Like I was like, this is wild. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, I think I need someone younger. You're like, I think
1: I need 10 minutes back, please. <laughs> yeah, like I
2: need a refund on this, oh, this for like way. the description time.
1: <laughs> Venmo me.
2: Yes. Um, I don't even think Venmo existed then. But yeah, so I started therapy and it was actually like mind-blowing to know because I'm such a, and I'm sure a lot of people listening also feel this way um, when you go to therapy for the first time. I was like, how are you?
1: No, 100%. And he was like, "Me, what <laughs> like, I do too. I'm like, can I hug you? Honestly. Yeah. like, she like how are you sure. doing this week? Like, yes. how are you dealing with everything going on? I was like, I need, <laughs> two, I need two sessions before I'm your favorite, period, the end. <laughs> like trying oh, yeah. to figure wanna... out how I could be her favorite, like a f- psychopath.
2: Absolutely. And like, how can I be the best yes. patient or client
0: I want possible. this to be fun for you. Yeah. I would be like, oh. I want this to be fun for you. My therapist would be like, <laughs> Are you like I would be sitting in a certain way, like like proper and weird. She's like, Are you okay? Like, do you wanna like <laughs> take off this your shit? Like, uh, yeah. It was so funny. I'm like, do you, know, you know what? Okay. Actually, um, I, I was
2: so after him, I like, gosh, this was such a wild ride because then I ended up Needing a psychiatrist mm. because I started having panic attacks and having mm. massive anxiety. So, talk therapy wasn't enough. Right. If you don't think that you're a person that needs therapy, imagine a, being a person that thinks you need meds. Like, didn't think I was that person. Certainly was like, no, no, no I'm not a person that takes like psychiatric medication. Like, no, that's not me. I, I'm the one that always has my shit together. Well, I didn't have my shit together and I was having panic attacks so much so that I was like passing out in public places, oh. which was very scary. So I ended up being on medication for like six months, kept meeting my, my therapist, actually broke up with the person, ended up doing therapy and got off meds eventually. And I've had several therapists since then. We I mean, Craig do couples therapy too, like not like super consistently, but mm. when we need to, which I think is amazing. Like I told him actually on our first date, I said, wouldn't it be cool to start doing couples therapy like on your third date and then just like see if it like improves your relationship? And he was like,
1: Okay, oh my. I'm not going to probably do that. He, he was didn't, like, "I was thinking about that. a movie, but whatever." <laughs> he was like, "He was like, wow, we have sex and yeah, like, have a couple
2: cocktails, but sure, therapy <laughs> sounds fun." If you know, if you want to know if they're a real one, bring up like therapy on the first date
1: for sure. But anyway,
2: speaking of like a therapist talking about like physical stuff, I remember I went out with this or went out. Oh my god, you do kind of go out with your therapist. I like, was dating therapists at the time and being like, I need to find someone new. And I found this one lady who, she would stare at my hands the whole time, huh. mm. and like, she, and I do talk with my hands, but she would stare at my hands the entire session, mm. and like, be really distracted by my hand motions. Did and you I'm ask not like, her why? No, but I they re- did read everything. Everything. But but that would make me anxious because I'm like, Of course, I know. Am I doing something weird with my hand? Am I like showing some like weird sign with my hand? I'm like that too. So, so finally, she, I, I emailed her and I was like, Hey, you know what? I don't think this is a good fit for me. And she wrote me back. She's like, That's, you know, that's totally fine. And, you know, for everyone, like, it's okay. Therapists don't get offended. Yeah. you Mm -hmm. you don't click. Like they want to play with you and like, this is not going to be a productive relationship. Like I thought I had to be the best client, be a good patient, you know, client. It's like, they don't give a shit. They want to have a good relationship with you. They don't want you to be like scared to go to therapy. So but I had to message this lady back. I was like, honestly, I think there was like a weird physical barrier with us that I just couldn't get over. And she wrote me back. She was like, well, could I ask you like what it was? I was like, yeah, you really stared at my hands a lot. And she was like, I didn't even realize
1: I was doing oh, wow. it. Oh, wow. And I was like, I wonder if she's staring at everyone's hands. Wow. I had yeah. the other day in therapy. I, like, I was because I always am just trying to be aware of myself and I kept touching my face or something. I was like, are you noticing me touching my face and do you think it's because (laughs) I'm like trying to do something? She's like, haven't thought about it. And I was like, just like, because to know that someone's watching and noticing you is like a weird feeling. So you're like, okay, is this normal? Is this weird? Is this normal? Is this weird? Like through the whole process. I was reading this Twitter thread about why Zoom meetings
2: and stuff are so exhausting. And- Tell it was so more. interesting because I was like, why do they feel like yes. more tiring and more like, I just feel very unsettled after doing like a Zoom meeting. Yes. But he was like, I'm going to puke after, after
1: this. I'm going <laughs> to puke. Yeah, like, I, just, I, I hate this and this does not feel yeah, like a regular community <laughs> We should just cut it. <laughs> like, let's just cut the internet and like see what happens. Yeah,
2: <laughs> but he was saying it's because you're, you're not used to seeing yourself when you're talking all wow. the time, especially oh. when you're in groups of people. So it's very exhausting because you're constantly aware of your body, your positioning, the way your face looks. You are realizing that people are able to see everyone. Whereas think if you're at a normal like table at a meeting, there's 10 people. You can look at one person who's talking at a time, but the rest of the time, there's a relaxation period. Yeah. Of when you can relax your face, you can kind of like adjust your body comfortably. You're kind of like spacing out, whatever. But on Zoom, he said the, real, the, the reason you feel so uncomfortable is because you're always conscious of eyes being on you mm-hmm. and you are conscious of your own appearance all the time. And I was like, you know what? That makes so much sense because you aren't comfortable. You're like... Why does my mouth look like? Yo. that? Is that always how my mouth looks? I'm like, I didn't know
1: I was deformed.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like, wow, wow. is this what I've been looking like Honestly. the whole time? I've been alive? But that's why I was like, wow, that's really exhausting. So I think with the physicality with the therapist, I was like, yeah. I'm feeling you noticing me too much, mm. but definitely like my my neighbor is a therapist, and I was talking to her about this and about like bouncing around to different therapists and like trying. She's like, literally, if, if you don't like being with a therapist, you should immediately just move on and feel free to like, go out with a lot of therapists and see what they're about. Because I mean, I don't actually suggest dating a therapist. I did it; It was terrible, but, but go, you know, date a lot of therapists, quote unquote, and see what fits because it took me a while. And I actually just kind of broke up with a therapist. And so I'm Uh, on the hunt for a mm,
1: new one. Really? Yeah. If you don't even, my therapist is life one what and really? done she was my first one yeah, i was same. talking to my friend and she was like yeah she's really dope she like laughs a lot i'm like done i'm in and we laugh we cry she doesn't cry but yeah. it's just yeah i was so i feel so lucky cuz i was so hesitant i'm like cuz i my issue is like trust so i'm like oh they're gonna mm-hmm. how could i trust them you know i'm like how could i trust this stranger what right. is this stranger going to do to me? So I have, I'm have i really working on that now with her, but it was like getting over that and allowing myself to be supported and allowing myself to like trust someone. Do you guys ever feel like
2: weird? I wanted to be so perfect that I would like think about all the things I wanted to talk about beforehand. Yeah. So I would like come in with like a prepared, if I could
0: have brought notes in, I would have. 100%. I would go in at full speed and just have like a and she, and she would just listen and then she's like, do you feel like you're in this room right now? Like, because I would just kind of mm. s- like spin off everything right. that happened in the week, but not actually feel the feeling that I was feeling. Yes. Right? right. And then all of a sudden I would get emotional and she's like, what's that?
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's the worst. Here we go. When they're, yeah. like, <laughs> they're like, well. Let's go back. Yes.
0: Well, I'm like, oh, no, you saw me. You saw me for a second. I had like a lip quiver and I'm like, oh, God. They're
1: like, let me tell you what's coming up for me. (laughs) So (laughs) mine was like last week, she was like, we were talking about leadership or something. And she's like, you know, you have this part of you that is this divine leader. And then you have this ego. And I was like... (laughs) Damn, getting roasted (laughs) about my fucking leadership, and I'm like, I actually need therapy for this therapy session. (laughs) But it was so she said it in some other way. But I was like, damn, that's the truth. You know, you need those mirrors of Mm. like that. You know that honesty of of truth. But with with your therapy and then going, you know, the panic attacks and anxiety. What? How did that come about for you? And how do you work with that now? So
2: it's funny because it kind of crept up on me. Like I just never thought of myself as an anxious person. And I learned through a lot of like, obviously like research and then all talking to the professionals, like anxiety manifests in a lot of different ways for everybody. Some of it is conditional. Some of it is temporary. Some of it is based on, you know, past trauma. Some of it's like currently what's going on for me. My, past trauma from like childhood and growing up, I had a lot of trust issues like you and um, a lot of like abandonment. And so when I was feeling that in my relationship, Mm. it was causing it to manifest through anxiety, which I'm definitely a person that loves control. I'm like hardcore Virgo love, like, you know, being the kind of being the executor of all things and like making sure everything happens perfectly. And so when you can't feel like... You feel like you can't do that with your own life. I felt like I was flying off the handle.
0: Yeah. Because
2: I was like, I cannot control my feelings about my past. I cannot control how they are manifesting currently. And I don't know how bad they're going to get. And so the panic was something I just like never thought I would experience. I mean people throw around the word anxiety pretty loosely. And I do think there can be levels of anxiety, whether that's clinical or not. But for me, I think I had always like a low grade anxiety just with control and planning and kind of overthinking. But then, you know, when I had to step into medication was when that overthinking over planning over kind of like it, it just took over my brain. You know, it almost feels like you can't think about anything else mm-hmm. because you're so worried about what will happen. And so that tied back to like in my past like having the bottom drop out. If you felt the bottom drop out before, you know how it feels and you know what to be scared of. You know what you know what to expect. And so for me it wasn't what if trauma happens, it's when trauma happens again. What will I do? Mm. It was an assumption that I will re experience abandonment, that I will re experience all of those things. And that was like, and it may happen. I think that's the thing that's scary because no one can tell you, oh, that's not going to happen again to you. You're never going to be hurt like that again. You don't know. You know, there's plenty of people that are navigating situations that they never thought would reoccur to them. And I do think sometimes we're attracted to people and things that feel familiar. Mm -hmm. And sometimes familiarity is positive and sometimes familiarity is because it's something that bad that's happened that you are attracted to again. Trauma bonding. So for me, yeah. So Mm -hmm. for me, it was just like being so afraid of re-experiencing the things that I experienced that I was trying to safeguard everything in my life, especially in my relationship for it not to happen. Mm. And that not only drives you crazy, but it drives a person crazy. You know, and... What I realized through that time is, okay, this is, first of all, not a good relationship for me because I clearly don't feel safe, but I do need to, after this relationship ends, dig into why I don't feel safe. Not necessarily why this person didn't make me feel safe, but like, why don't I feel safe? And so that took the anxiety medication basically like felt like it kind of just like popped me out of the hole. Doesn't mean that you're like, done. But it kind of just like got me out of that thinking for a bit. I never actually took the panic disorder medication that I was given because my doctor was like, the interesting thing about the body and panic is that often having the medication on you makes it so you never have to take it.
1: Wow. Oh. Powerful. It's mm. this crazy placebo effect. Wow. where Placebo you effect is...
2: Is it, really it's interesting
1: real. and fascinating. Yeah, it's real.
2: Well, it was like it, you don't panic because you already know how to get out of panic. Wow. And so often she was like, it's kind of like, it's just kind of like the security of it is enough. So that was a really interesting, fascinating, weird thing that I discovered about like panic disorder. I mean, and that's not for everybody, obviously, but that was something that she warned me about and was in fact something that happened for me. Getting off medication, I was pretty stubborn about it because I really wanted to do the work mentally, although I don't think that everyone can do that. I think there's different Mm -hmm. levels. I was experiencing anxiety as it related to a relationship. Once I was out of that relationship, I'm like, okay, I've gotten the jumpstart out of this. Now I need to like dig in deep to talk therapy. But I think the a really hard thing was about 3 or 4 months ago i was like do i need to get on medication again for anxiety and i think and i don't know the answer to that i'm still figuring that out and i'm trying to like parse out which is what is the normal amount of anxiety for a global pandemic yeah. and the world burning and mm-hmm. what is something i need to deal with more yeah. professionally but i think the shame that comes with feeling like you're past something And then having to revisit it again, maybe, or at least Mm -hmm. having to consider that you're maybe not as far from it as you think. I I think it's hard. Yeah. You know, it's really hard to be like, okay, I thought I was done. Yeah. Yeah.
0: This is the worst. I think it's such a, because I I feel that, we feel that it's like such a deep lesson in like just having compassion for Mm -hmm. yourself and how you are Mm -hmm. moving through things. Because I think as human beings, we're so focused on, the end result, you know, and like being done and -hmm. then moving on and doing the next thing. And like how how gracefully, and it doesn't have to always be gracefully, but can we be with that part of ourselves that is a part of Mm -hmm. us where we are afraid to be abandoned, but how can we integrate that feeling so that our awareness is heightened around those moments where maybe it comes up and we do have the tools to move through it. Mm -hmm. But like very much at peace with the fact that this is just like a part of who I am, Mm -hmm. you know, like that's such a hard, because then you bring in someone, like if you're in a relationship and then like you're being seen going through those moments and it's like, oh my God, it's so, it can be so uncomfortable. Have you, what has it been like with, with Craig? I don't know too much about your relationship, but- yeah, we've been, been together like for about way? like
2: a year and a half now. Um, it's been cute to see you in love. It, it's, it's you know what, I've, I've been in several relationships since being on Instagram, but I've never shared it. Really, like just little snippets here and there because I was always really, you know, I think for a different reason than you. Like, I, it was really because I was afraid it was going to fail. Uh-huh. And then I would have to go through that in front of people. Yeah. And what I realized was I'm going to go through that in front of people anyway, because I'm going to be going through it. So, you know, and, and different people I've dated have had different feelings about being on camera, like in front of people, like the comfortability level, like the person I dated right before Craig like did not want to be on social at all. And I respected that completely. I'm like, yeah, great. But Krug's an entertainer. He's been a musician for 15 years. He's used to being in front of people. He loves it. He loves like being in the spotlight, which I love too. That he not that I want it to be about him, but I like that he feels comfortable with it. But I mean, we've had we've had fights and something that I do when I fight, and this is a very vulnerable, like kind of scary thing to say, is I my defense mechanism is I push away like Mm. hardcore so much the fact that i'm like let's just break up same you know (laughs) same i'm just like let's just break up i'm yeah i'm like like, like, we
1: should i'm gonna hit the road you're gonna hit the road literally i'm literally (laughs) breaking up is number one go-to he's like (laughs) honestly i didn't unload the dishwasher and you're hitting the road i'm like (laughs) yeah 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 i gotta go (laughs) go. it's the trust control that's trust control i don't trust you i want to control this Yes, and this feels like the safest option that's yes. the closest by mm-hmm. and I at least know that if
2: I leave you you won't leave me first. 100%. Classic.
1: It's so like, weird that can... we haven't had that. Oh yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that is weird. That I don't hit the road? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know what? I no, but you know what? Like, yeah, you know, you know, like you've never
0: had a moment where you're like <laughs> I know that I'm is weird. <laughs> that is weird. But you know what <laughs> the thing is is I <laughs> yeah, you've never good. had that with my
1: friends. <laughs> 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 me neither, I would never. Well, with, with my friends
2: I'm like kind of like ride or die unless you like yes. cross me like big time yes. and then like you, we need to like figure that out but with friends I do not feel yeah, that same. it's it's something I mean it's definitely like deep connection to my dad mm-hmm. and abandonment and then like it, it's the male figure it's like feeling that with friends I think I've always related to women so well I, I've never understood those people those women that are like I don't have female friends I'm like what
1: I love yeah. women mm-hmm. that was me I in high some... school but I was just like See, a slut so mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just like I was just being an idiot like it's like no dude you're just like being shitty friend probably but now it's like number one this is my life yeah well it
2: it, but but it's funny how that I see that manifest and I've had to re-explain my trauma to someone else which feels so shitty to be like hi wow this is showing up once again in our relationship and I mean Having to like share parts of your past with someone that you haven't figured out, I think feels, and and you you kind of beat yourself up because you're like, I should be, I should have worked through this by now. Yeah. I, I like, I should be past this. This should not be affecting me. And sometimes I'm like... Literally, there was a night where I was like literally crying on the runner in my hallway, just like laying on the ground r- crying mm. during a fight because I was like, I just want to break up. Like, I don't want to be doing this anymore. And then I'm like, I, this is the way I've been taught to deal with
1: yep. problems. Mm-hmm.
2: And I hate that this is the way that I have been taught and it's not fair. And I remember just like being like, I didn't ask for this. I didn't, I don't deserve that that this is part of me. I didn't do anything to like have to have this as part of my history. And now it's hurting people that I love that have nothing to do with this. And I think reckoning with that over and over is oh, it sucks. Mm-hmm. It sucks. You know, it sucks to like have it show up in different ways and in relationships that have no connection to the initial pain and have them have to experience it and like Craig's very like has had a very like happy family life he was always like good kid he just like doesn't have a lot of trauma from his like family past that's just and so sometimes too. i feel like the fucking broken toy yeah
1: mm-hmm. in the
2: relationship and like the one that has all the worries the one that has all the like issues and i think through like couple therapy and stuff like that it's been a really great thing For her to just kind of be like, you both, everybody comes to the table with a different set of circumstances, a different set of worries, a different set of needs. And like, just because someone has more or less of the one of the other, it doesn't mean that you're not a valid part of their relationship, you know, and who's to say what he'll deal with in the future that I'll have to catch him on. And it's just that right now we're confronting a lot of stuff with like moving towards a more serious... I mean, we lived together for almost a year and a half. So it's very serious. But like I me mean, even talking about kids, that's been like such a hard thing for me recently because I'm about to be 35 and you kind of feel like life decides for you. Life's deciding for me what if I have kids or not, you know? And you're making these hard like life decisions that you never thought you'd have to make of like, do I fucking freeze my shit yeah. or do I just decide that I don't want to have kids? Do I chance it for the future? Do I even want kids? I don't know, mm-hmm. but I want to be able to have the option. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's navigating these things that you realize how much of the personal work is tied into everything. Yeah. Everything. And mm-hmm. that, that if you don't do it, it, it doesn't mean that it goes away. <laughs> And if it keeps recurring, that's okay. It's like the lifelong struggle. And I remember talking to my one of my friends that got married first, and of all my friends, her name's Kathleen, and she's amazing. She has three children now. Ooh. But she was basically like, you're going to fight about the same thing over and over for the rest of your life. Yep. And she's like, you won't have a lot of fights. You'll just have the same fight. And I always remembered that. And then I, always, then I transferred it out of relationships like into just like personal like we all have one fight we all have like a couple fights a couple singular things that for the rest of our life we'll have to deal with it's not a lot of things but that's just it like we will fight the same fight with ourselves over and over and over and that is to be expected and so to give myself a lot more grace when it comes to what that is and how many times we have to go over it like we don't have to scold ourselves like children you know like you did it again it's like yeah (laughs) this is all I've known for my whole life and so it's really hard to change your mind about something that's been your truth and so try and just be more forgiving of myself in scenarios where it comes up in my relationship or just in my personal fears or perfectionism, any of that, like I am I, trying to just be like, okay, you got to like, yep, we're here again. It's okay. We'll move through it. Maybe a little faster this time, maybe yeah. a couple milliseconds faster. And maybe by the time I am on my deathbed, like mm. I'll be able to say like, yeah, I can move through that really fast, but you know, we're, we're on a long, long life path.
0: Hopefully, I think so much of it. Yeah, that's so so powerful. Like so much of it, and we did a episode about this recently about not abandoning yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, like in those moments, because I've I relate to those moments where you're. I've never said like we should just break up, but it is that feeling because <laughs> oh I, I'm. I have a not fear our brand. get them every time.
1: I tell but you, I a, you should really.
0: I have a fear of that. <laughs> I have like other fears around that, but it's like. It is just like staying with yourself in those yep. moments and that builds that self-trust, which I think has helped me to just like move through those repetitive pattern stories with just a bit more confidence, even if it's just minuscule yes. and no one can notice. But mm-hmm. me, I feel a little bit differently this time, or I come up on the other side of it and I'm like, "Whoo, okay. Yeah. <sighs> you know, I just feel different rather than defeated. Yeah.
1: I think what you said, too, is so important, which is it's the speed at which it happens. So, you know, what happens is you have this patterning that you you have your whole life. And then when you finally have the mindfulness enough to realize it and you work with it, it really just becomes the speed at which you're able to work with that issue or that longstanding wound is shorter every time. So, yeah. you know, I've been with my fiance for eight years. So I don't know, actually, I don't know if it's eight or seven, I forget, But mm-hmm. but it's like, now now I don't I don't say we'll break up. Like that was me for the first probably 5 or 6 years, but now it's like I know and I'm aware of the issue. I see where it stems from um and I'm able to almost just observe myself in it where I've done a 360 where I'm like I'm not fucking leaving, you know, where it's that right. like reminding myself that like I lean in when things are hard, I don't run away. Like we lean in, we have the conversation. If it's difficult, that, that's okay. And almost, you know, in recognizing in my evolution too, that like the, uncomfort, the uncomfortable feelings, like we don't avoid them. You know, mm-hmm. it's like just because it's uncomfortable and it doesn't feel good when normally we feel really good doesn't mean it's bad. Right. It's just right. a different experience. So going through those as a couple... Is just so important, you know, for for your evolution and your journey. Um, I did Absolutely. want to ask you too with the couples therapy and and as a couple. So, do you guys really work on this issue, or what do you guys feel like is like a consistent patterning that you guys talk about?
2: Yeah, no. So he is definitely like um, an ultra chill Pisces kind of like love has not been like overly traumatized and is like nothing bothers him. I don't ever bother him. Like same with are never because he's yes. Yeah, he, our fights are never because Craig's annoyed with me. Yes,
1: he's Ever. like I never say anything I mean, about anything that you angel, do. I, but yes. also, hundred <laughs> <100%. laughs> percent. Oh my god! But I've I've
2: I have learned that just because one person has more like issues with the, someone's behavior or whatever, that doesn't mean it's bad. It's just it's just we're different. Like in that sense, that's been really hard for me to kind of deal with. Also, him being really kind of a dreamer, goes along with things. Um, it's the polar opposite of me over planner, overthinker, um, low level of anxiety. So I'm kind of like, I can be a procrastinator in some areas, usually like with like annoying work stuff that I don't want to do. But But really, I'm kind of like, if I get a, I'm the person, if I get a parking ticket, I pay it that day. You know, like, okay, I need to like so Some, someone tells me in a book, I buy it on Amazon right then. Yeah, you know, it's I'm that kind of person where he's not, and so in dealing with issues, I'm the person that's like, let's talk about this right now, let's do this right now. I want to like because I feel an anxiety when things feel unsettled. Yeah, he does not. He's the person that's like, let's shelve this, we'll get to it. Mm. Not like that. So for me, a lot of it has been like. Um, This is this is like maybe a scenario that happened very early in our relationship. Okay, so you want to be a musician. Well, what does that look like? What does that look like for us? Like, what does it look like for my future? So, in five years, if we had a kid. Would you be up in a studio all night? <laughs> totally. What does that look like? But you're on the like, road for the know. rest of
1: your life on a yeah. tour bus? I'm like, I'm like, like you're home. not going on tour. Yeah, I'm like, like, like I'm going just going to be in hotels with our baby. <laughs> yeah. <so laughs> yeah so I'm just like, what are we going to be breastfeeding on a tour bus? Yeah. For God's <laughs> sake. Our baby
2: has to wear earphones all the time. Yeah, yeah, like, do you know what that does to their head shape? Like, this is literally like, this is me to a T, though. Yes. Is like, let me take a small data point and extrapolate it over 10 years. And let me magnify it to the worst yep. case scenario. Yeah, This is what we do. And our baby our baby has a weird shaped head. Yes. In 10 years because <laughs> of the headphones. Like this is where we're at. Am I signing up for a weird baby with he- headphone head? Yes. <laughs> like, is this what I'm signing up for? And so for me, it is like, I have to slow myself down on the like data points, but that doesn't mean that I don't, I can't have the worry and we can't talk about the thing. I just can't then like execute it an aligned chart over like what happens in our future. Yeah. That's it's a, kind of the anxiety
1: like, though. Mm-hmm. You know, it's totally. like this, is, totally. this situation actually doesn't exist, but it exists in my head. And it's something that is a loop thought for me. And I'm not okay about this non-existent situation. And I think when you've been to therapy a lot, you do notice patterns
2: and that yes. little behaviors do link back to patterns. Yes, And choices, the way you make choices do like, actually create, like have like a lot of, you know, like your current choices do like lean into patterns that you've made. So I'm also a person that's always looking for that in myself. I'm like, why am I making this choice? Am I making this choice? Because it links back to like this or this fear or this insecurity. So I think I'm doing that on myself a lot. And so I have to like slow myself down in doing that to someone else who maybe doesn't think about that for yeah. sure. Who's literally, I'm like, what are you thinking about? And he's like, He's like thinking about conspiracy theory about like JFK. I'm into it. I'm like, what? I'm I'm into it. I love that. But what about this? Have (laughs) you been thinking about this? He's like, no. Ah, Like literally hasn't crossed his mind Mm -hmm. what it means. Mm -hmm. But that's, but that is like what I've realized is I can't date me.
0: I I can't date me. Yeah. I can't
2: date me. And like, I talked to this like psychic lady and I don't know how I, where I fall on like psychics or like energy healers or any of that stuff i don't i don't know you where should i listen land. to our podcast yeah
0: just so you know we're at 100 <laughs> <laughs> no i know i know i know no, we basically I, are uh, are
1: those we, we <laughs> no, but subscribe to it so much
2: i know you do but i just like i love I that you know it's your trust hi? it's that trust you <laughs> know and and i like i do believe in like signs and things like that and but I think I grew up in such a like conservative Christian household uh, that that woo woo shit was never part of my life until sure. I moved to New York. And even like the first five years of New York, New Yorkers weren't having it. So then I was like, then I feel like people start talking about it, and I'm like, okay. But you know, I have to be honest. I know you guys respect like, you're you're like <laughs> I respect but you where you're. At. I have to say, like I had a psychic tell me at the beginning. She's like, you guys are opposite signs, and Either you will be a terrible match or you will be the perfect match because he will ground you and you will give him drive. And I've thought about that the entire relationship of like, that actually is true. And I and I do feel like he makes me more free and I ground him. And it does, sometimes it's not like the perfect well-oiled machine, but certainly like I do feel that like, wow, Man, I feel lighter around him, and I can see that he feels more driven around me, and so that's really great. I also had an energy reader tell me that I'm the oldest person she's ever met. She said I'm thousands of years old.
0: Oh, cool. nice. Yeah. We
1: she
0: respect old and
1: young souls here.
0: So yeah. either yeah, either she, way gets an awe response. It was us, like, but. she was
1: like, you're really old.
2: I and can I was totally like, see that. It's me. Honestly. She's like, she's like, she's like, you're thousands of years old. So I was like, okay, okay. cool. Okay. Technically, uh, again, I was are. like, getting a facial at that time, and I was like, this is a, this is an interesting. <laughs> what's going on? So did I, I pay I'm for like, this? This is on like,
1: I'm like, <laughs> did I just take mushrooms? Yeah, what you're like, happened? return to sender. I want to be quiet right
2: now. <laughs> no, I honestly was like, this is really interesting, and I want to let myself lean into it. Mm. I do. Like, I want to like believe it and lean into it but it is is
1: sometimes it is like I'm like what's going on yeah Yeah. you gotta get good ones it's Mm -hmm. I've I've i had 400 readings in my life and there have been very good ones and there have been very very not good ones (laughs) have you ever
2: had someone have you ever had someone tell you something that was like just so off that you're like you're you're like a fake
1: Oh, yeah, totally. Like, I had a woman
2: tell me she was, that she was like, Your marriage is, I'm like, I'm not married. No way. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Of one. Maybe it was a past life. There was one that, like, she started (laughs) and she's like, surfing you surf don't you <laughs> and i was like literally never surf never <laughs> she's never like once she's surf. like surfing the web yeah. surfing the web <laughs> <laughs> I was like, she's like no but i keep seeing water 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 surfing surfing and i was like oh no this isn't no, this isn't when, when i was <laughs>
0: when i was bartending i had like these customers that would come in all the time this group of men very interesting eclectic group and one of them like claimed to be kind of like a palm reader or psychic of sorts and okay. he was just like, he's like, buckle up. He's like, no, he's like, no, literally buckle up. He's like, you need to be careful when you're driving your car. And I was like, whoa. Oh my
2: God. Didn't, whoa. didn't ask for that. What a horrible that. thing yeah. for someone to tell yes. you. Yeah. Oh, we had um, so an astrology
1: reading from uh, someone we love, but at the end of it, she's like, oh, okay. Okay. Are, do, you, do you have health issues? I was like, no. She's like, okay, so uh, those might be coming mm-hmm. up. Um, <laughs> and, and was like roasting me. Like, it was like, she was wor- like worried. Like, uh-huh. she was unwell, like looking at my chart. Mm-hmm. What? She's like, well, whatever you're that doing, one- keep up with it. Because, you know, those health issues, those are, those are around the corner. <laughs> I'm like, sweet. <laughs> This I think you can just chalk it up now to chalk just like it up. oh she was just talking about coronavirus yeah it was absolutely. like hey, oh that could be you know it. what she just
2: she was just feeling the like environment wasn't you yeah <laughs> but that would that would send me into an absolute anxiety
1: spiral I was yeah. just like well
2: I don't know there was a br- there was a brief time when I first got my car because I lived in New York forever without a car and then I finally bought a car and I was like that's huge yeah it was like this is like fun babe that's like mm-hmm. big time but then two months in one day I'm driving, I'm like, I'm going to hit a pedestrian. I'm going to hit a pedestrian. I'm going to hit someone with my car. And I thought about it and got so anxious about it that I didn't drive for like a week because I was so afraid that I was going to hit someone in my car. And then I'm like, oh, this is just anxiety. This is just Mm -hmm. like unnecessary anxiety that I'm like channeling into like my car. Mm -hmm. But you know, guys... The brain is a real thing, and For like, sure, this stuff
0: is crazy.
2: It yeah. is crazy what the mind can send you. Like, I mean, the places I have gone. Mm-hmm. I love that you stopped driving though and took a break. That's, I mean, you got it. Yeah, I was like, I was like, I need to respect. It's, how it's I'm an intuitive right hit now. in yes. some way. I think. Yes. I mean, how many times if we would just listened to our intuition, like,
1: I know, would so you have like true. stopped? I mean,
2: maybe I was gonna like something was gonna happen that week, and I. Didn't do it. Yeah. yeah. You're like, maybe I was going to hit
1: my soulmate.
0: Maybe this is <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna single. I was going to
1: hit Craig.
2: Yeah, you're going to Craig.
0: <laughs> speaking of my last question, speaking of coronavirus, like, has have your priorities changed? Like, what has been like most profound about this time for you?
2: I don't know that my priorities have changed, but I think I have been increasingly thankful for setting up a life that felt good for me. Just even like in New York, prioritizing like making an apartment rental feel like home. Yes. Having even like adopting my dog last year, things that I maybe took for granted, just like, oh, these are like fun things. It's given me a sense of like priority and order and coziness and comfort that I didn't really expect. And so I think just like having a lot more gratitude for really simple things. And Mm -hmm. I think that's been like for everybody, you really realize like, who are the people I actually want to communicate with? Who are the people that I'm like, when it's difficult to communicate, who am I making a priority? I think this has made me, and maybe for a lot of people, reanalyze their friendships, who you want in your life, who really feels necessary and whose noise. Same Same with like work. Like, what do I actually like to do? I think recording the podcast has been as much as I hate doing it via Zoom. I'm like, wow, this feels life giving to me. Like connecting with another human being about things that are like going on, it just feels very satisfying. But yeah, I think the priorities have shifted toward like gratitude about very simple things and that you don't need a lot of, I don't need to be going every second of the day. I don't actually miss rushing. I, I realized how much I was rushing every day, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. that feels really nice to not do that. And you know, as much as yeah, if I could press the like rewind reset button on the last few months, sure I would. But I've all I feel like I've learned a lot about myself. Don't you guys feel that way? Like big time. You just have this whole shifted perspective of like what you care about, yeah, what's important.
1: The priorities thing is huge. You know, it's like your space feeling good is like now a real priority where you're like, "Oh, I really want to be in a space I love." The people you love becomes really clear and obvious. And yeah, especially us two we were rushing around for for years. So, having that time to really just be home and feel like we were talking about earlier. Like we have jobs, you know, it's not, it's never a job what we do, but it just feels more stable and consistent and less of like the reaching and the pushing and all of that. It feels really nice to have a break from hustle
2: culture. Yeah. And you realize how much rest and space makes you it affects you like it affects how you see the world and it it, like i feel like i have so much more time to think about things unfortunately there's a lot to think about but yeah i just i'm like wow i was really feeling filling my schedule with like a lot of things to make myself feel like i was being productive or cool or busy and it's really nice to not have a lot of those things
1: yeah yes 100%. one hundred percent. That makes me so happy. Um, last question for me, just on the topic of you know body during this time. Have you been able to do anything that has made you feel just alleviated any anxiety you have on not moving as much, on being home more, on the stress and anxiety that you potentially have?
2: Three things. Number one, only working out when I really feel like working out, and not doing it as a punishment for staying at home or being like I'm not walking today so I need to like work out like I feel like the beginning of quarantine it became like an Instagram like boot camp yes what the fuck is this like we're like going (laughs) through like history we're not like we don't need to make this like about getting abs like I don't understand what summer camp I joined on accident but I don't like it (laughs) (laughs) Totally. <laughs> I was like, this sucks. I hate this. I hate this. I hate this so much. Because um, everyone was like, we're going to live stream our workouts every day. We're going to do... I'm just like, this is gross. I have massive anxiety and I want to stay in my sweatpants. <laughs> the second thing I did was feel- eating what made me feel comfortable and then like incorporating a lot of like healthy food into it. But also, I'm sorry, food for me is comfort. It is. It just is. It's always been, I love food. It's part of like enjoyment of life. So for me, like letting myself have food that feels comforting to me at times, not in a binging way, but in a literally just like, there's not much to enjoy right now. So I'm going to enjoy this. But then the third thing, the best fucking thing I did this entire quarantine is buy clothes that made me feel comfortable in the body that I have right this second. You know, and, and that's not a luxury that everyone can do, obviously. But like I tried on shorts from last summer. They don't fit. I'm like, well, looks like I'm ordering new shorts. And like, just doing the physical act of forgiving myself for where I'm at, not that it needs forgiveness, but just being like, you know what? Ain't no thing. Buy bigger shorts. Like, it's fine. You can keep the old shorts if it makes you feel any better, but like, just like buy what makes you feel comfortable. What do I need right now? This is not compa- like this summer is not last summer. It's nothing like it. So, why am I forcing myself into like this format of a year ago? And so I think those three things have really helped me with just like being able to, any negative thought that I have, accept it, acknowledge it, and then let that shit go. Yeah.
0: Mm.
1: Powerful. Yeah, Yeah, I talked about that in the, I did a life edit episode and it was like so therapeutic to go through all my clothes and be like, you know what, these are never going to fit me anymore. And that's- very cool. And so right. just like letting go of that and now I feel like everyone is all about comfortable clothes. Mm-hmm. That's like all people want to wear this. like it we're, is oh, like
2: we're in fucking billowy shit. Yeah, <laughs> like same. I love a billowy blouse. But, I mean
1: this is like on a, a
2: spandexy biker short and a billowy blouse. Yes. The bigger the blouse, the bigger <laughs> my smile, to you be all honest. Could, you three can get you two we could all three be in my blouse, for It's right. <laughs> fine. I love it though. I love it. I'm like, I'm like, Oh my God. I'm like transitioning into that. Like the like wacky art teacher. He's oh, like 50 honey with like big linen
1: shirts yes. and like big earrings. Yeah. She goes. Yes. She goes five. Oh,
2: Oh, I think we go straight to Chico's. Straight to Chico's. <laughs> it's
1: like, I need this billowy blouse, a long skirt to my to my mm. feet, and then like a belt. And then <laughs> maybe some am I chunky, a bra? funky earrings. No. Who knows if I'm Don't wearing know. a bra? I've got Don't chunky know. earrings on. It's all neutral colors. It's really working for me. And I, I, I respect Chico's on a, an intense level at this oh, point.
2: I mean, I used to not understand big jewelry to just like match the like big. Yes. I'm like, I get it. Yeah. Yes. 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 I get the vibe. You guys were
1: right. It's so I'm weird. I'm going to be in a comfortable sandal. As you get older and like older people's stuff makes sense to you. Yes. You're like, when you're younger, you're like, why the fuck would you wear Crocs? And now I'm like, Crocs are kind of dope. <laughs> <laughs> like, Crocs fucking make sense to me. Like weird stuff like literally makes sense to me now. I'm like, oh, totally. of course mm-hmm. you would like do that. Like duh.
2: Sensibility never made sense until like yes. now. And then you're like. I totally understand why everyone was living their life like this. And like, why was I so resistant? Why did I, Pour myself into a fake Hervé Leger bandage dress. Oh, I, was I, mean, I would rent mine from Rent the
1: Runway. And they yeah. would be like, just, they would be, have like stains all over it. And I'd be yeah. like, hello. I'd be in Some Vegas wearing a, from like you know, Wearing a, a rented Hervé Leger dress. Just, <laughs> yeah. He called me a mail order bride. He's like, dude, you look like <laughs> a mail order bride.
2: <laughs> I mean, speaking of mail order brides, if anyone listen, listening to this is like looking for, I just A mail order bride. 80. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, I can right here. Here. Um, But <laughs>
1: 90 Day Fiance. I've been just like just starting. Oh my god!
0: I haven't gotten into into it yet. Okay. Yeah. Wow.
1: I. It's almost. Yeah. It's hard for me too because I just feel. I don't, I'm like a little too sad for it. And I'm pathetic. like, oh man. You're like a little, I just mm. I'm it. a little too analytical of people. I'm like, oh, so he's got this problem with his mom and then, okay, so now he's trying to play it out. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, I mean, Makes the best part. <laughs> I, find good, I find a good way to make everything like not fun. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, this has been <laughs> so much fun. I I'm cannot wait to do, to do I can't smile. wait to have Fresh you guys on. It's going to be, be a blast. Blast. Get to Hang out for another hour. Yeah, yeah. Let's Where can it. everyone find you I'm from our community?
2: Um, if you want to find me online on all the things, please don't find me on TikTok. It's embarrassing, <gasps> but everything else just Shanae Alexander, C-H-I-N-A-E Alexander, and you can listen to Press Send. We release episodes every Wednesday and listen to the Almost 30 Crossover episode Yay. that is coming out very soon.
0: Pumped. Thanks, thanks girl. You're the best. Alright, we love sharing. you. We'll Thank talk you
1: to you in a little bit. Alright,
0: bye-bye. <laughs>
1: You can find Shanae
0: at Shanae Alexander on Instagram and all socials. Yes, thank you so much. And our workshop is September 30th. That is on body, love, and sex. It's going to be really different, really intimate. And Juicy Cannot wait to see you there You can find out more information At almost30.com Also check out our shop With merch and courses And other ways to support you In your evolution That's shopalmost30.com And we just want to shout out Our sponsors for this episode Able Which is, which is an ethical clothing brand We love Go Macro Our favorite bars In our purses at all times Better Help, Which is a great way To find support For your mental health Virtually And of course Daily Harvest
1: Yep The classics. And again, the workshop is going to be affordable. So it's $35 for the workshop. We donate a portion of the proceeds to a charity in need. And we have our accelerator happening. So anyone that has a podcast um, in our accelerator, we are working really closely with you to help grow and monetize. So learning all about the monetization practices, how to make money, how to reach out to sponsors, how to secure sponsorship deals. This is for you. So stay tuned. That's coming through from your podcast pro.
0: Thanks y'all. We love you and we will see you on the next one.